All right, go ahead. How does it go again? This is <laughs> this is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. I was joking, but okay. <laughs> this is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. With each other. With each other. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm your Dungeon Master, Paul, and I'm joined today again by four friends of mine. Hey guys, this is Jeremy, and I play Sutsaurus. Hi, this is Zach, and I play Phil. Hi, this is Red, and I play Bill. Hi, I'm Abby, and I play Jill. We made it. (laughs) <laughs> we made it through. I thought for yeah. sure that we were going to mess that one up somewhere. Uh, yes, we are back again. Are you all ready to continue our adventure in Nordentown? No. Everyone says no. Okay, well, I mean, I guess we can stop. Uh, yeah. No, I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to roll this extra large blue d20. Roll it. Roll a natural one. Yes! Well, it's not in that one, but it is a cinco. Uno, dos, tres, five. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. So, last time on Make Believe Heroes, our adventurers were trapped in combat outside the gates of Nordentown late at night, cornered by some strange creatures, draconic in nature, that uh, were looking to take their horses. Not really sure what that's all about. Anyhow, one way or another, Bill and I believe Jill. And Saul were all three gravely wounded. Saul poisoned, Jill holding on to the last dregs of life, but staying awake. Meanwhile, Bill was face down in the dirt, unconscious. But it was at about that time when things looked to be at their worst when the gate finally opened to Nordentown. Arrows shot from the battlements and soldiers rushed out to their aid. The bizarre lizard creatures took off into the forests again. They took our heroes inside the city of Nordentown, where they finally got some much-needed rest and healing by the way of Galinda, the innkeeper at the inn called the Tall Stall. Galinda helped procure them some healing and a place to rest. And now, in need of horses and provisions to complete their journey to Fallen Grove, the group must turn to Nordentown to meet their needs. Oh, yeah. The next morning comes, and you awake to find a windy but not too cool sort of day. You know, it's still the summer time. I mean, it's been, what did we say, two weeks? Has it been two weeks since you left Branshire, Saul? I can't remember exactly. Mm, I think that's about right. I think that's what we said. Definitely not longer than that, maybe even a little shorter. So we're still in the summer months. It's still very hot out. But this morning, it seems like there is a little bit of a cool breeze on the wind. As you all rise from the day, it's cooler upstairs in your rooms. And do you all awake with the sun? Do any of you sleep in? Saul will be up with the sun for sure. Of course. I was going to say. Um, usually Bill tries to wake up early in the morning, but seeing that he almost died yesterday, Mm. I'd say probably is going to wake up right around 11. Okay. okay. So almost midday. Jill's going to wake up pretty early. And what about Phil? Uh, I'm going to say, Phil, uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. No. Yeah. First roll of the day. Uh, 17. 
Oh, wow. Ooh. That's pretty good. <laughs> he is very constitution heavy. So, yeah, you wake up when you want. Uh, does that mean I can be back at the bar drinking by the time everyone else gets up? No, oh, I feel no. like you're probably yeah, you're you're probably not going to be doing that. But you do wake up and you do have, you know, a hangover. The consequences of a life yeah. of too much drink, but it's not unmanageable. You are taking it in stride because hey, you're a dwarf. <laughs> it almost hurts like <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, it hurts uh, no. In a good <laughs> way. no. Hurts in a good way. No, it just hurts. Yeah, it just hurts. Maybe it for just a dwarf. Hurts so good. You sicko. Uh, anyhow, um, you all wake, you know, early-ish in the morning, some probably before others. I would say Saul is almost definitely the first one downstairs. What you find, Saul, is that the people of Nordentown are almost exclusively morning people. Oh, wow. This place is bustling. By the time you wake up, go downstairs from your room, you walk into the open area of the tavern with the high tables and the stools, and people are just eating breakfast, and it is very, very busy in there. You know, think like a local diner at the peak breakfast hour, if you will, even though it's probably... You know, it's dawn. I mean, it's very, very early in the morning. Most people in most places would be a little later, but no. You walk downstairs to find that this room is filled with people. There's the smell of bacon in the air. There is anything you might could want for breakfast ready to be had. That is awesome. He uh, he goes for a table and motions for the, the barkeep. Yeah, after a couple seconds, you, see, uh, you do see Galinda, who you met and spoke with the night before, moving about, but she seems to have a lot going on. She sees you sitting there with your hand raised, and she sends over one of their servers to come take care of you. A young man walks over to you. He looks to be human. He says, Ah, oh, good morning, sir. Can I, uh, can I get something for you this morning? Yes. Uh, y- food. Your best meats. Sure. For myself and three others, two dwarfs and a halfling who thinks it's a dwarf. <laughs> oh, close. <laughs> yeah, back uh, the other way around. But yes, <laughs> no, that's good. It's two halflings and a dwarf thinks it's a halfling. But I think that Saul probably—that's exactly what Saul would have said. I think he's probably got it wrong. <laughs> um, oh, sure, sure. Uh, would you like some sausages, bacon? Uh, we we have some salted ham, uh, eggs. Bread, milk, that that all of those. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, large platter. Sure. We're in a hurry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll bring it right to you. I'll have that right out. Uh, hopefully, your friends will be joining you very soon. I guess coming down from from their rooms. Uh, if they're not all dead, of course. Oh goodness. Well, is that is that a, a real concern? You think they might all be up there dead? Should should I send someone uh, up to check I, on I, them? I, sh- I probably goodness. shouldn't talk to you without Jilly here. Honestly, just get the food. I love how Jill, who is also known as Jelly, has just become Jilly. Jilly. <laughs> that's, that's great. Uh, jilly. Uh, sure, I'll, I'll get your breakfast for you, sir. Uh, and he kind of walks away looking a lot more nervous than he did before. It's not too long as the three of you all do come walking downstairs. I would say that Phil's probably the last to come walking down just because you were up the latest. In Ooh, alcoholism, yay. Yeah, not that. Not yay for alcoholism. <laughs> I mean, no. Uh, and then everyone comes down, and there is a spread of breakfast foods out before you all. There are There's coffee and tea and juice and bread and meat and cheese, anything you could want. Yeah, Jill's going to dig in. She okay. looks like a little girl, but she is eating like a pig. Like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like big, a big girl. I'm eating like a big girl. Like a big girl. Um, is the cheese any good? Oh, yes. 
you would imagine that this is probably the cheese capital of the world. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I've been left with this whole time. Uh, We're in Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> this is where we are. All right. So, uh, Saul, you see as Jill comes walking down. Oh, he, he motions. Motions over. Yes. Hi, Saul. Good morning. Good uh, morning. Uh, would you would you like a cigar? Also, I, I think I did an excellent job ordering food without terrorizing the peasants. Saul, I'm so proud. And no, I don't really need a cigar. I'm trying to stay alive. <laughs> he uh, he lights one of his own. Uh, of course he does. Bill comes walking down just to, as you guys are talking. You can go ahead. I'm walking down very slowly. He's feeling it today. Oh, man. <clears throat> oh, hey, Saul. How's it going? Hey, Jill. You can call me Satsaurus. He walks up to Jill and gives her a kiss on the forehead. You, mm. get away. Ow. <laughs> be the baby, baby. <laughs> if I had ever kissed my sister, she would have stabbed me. Oh, well, she's tried, but she never can. <laughs> Too much armor. Yep. But how are y'all doing this morning? I think we're magnificent, but I'm worried that Phil is not so much. What happened? I kind of uh, passed out a little bit. You know exactly what happened. It's the same thing that happens every time we stop somewhere, that he can buy the uh, finer liquids. Yeah, I... Honestly, I worry about him. I've been trying to get oh him boy. to go to some meetings. <laughs> Come on. We've had some meetings at the temple and just trying to help. But We had those in the Nine Hills. Yeah. They, yeah, they certainly but, are terrible. They all start with someone saying, hello, my name is, you know, yeah. Serastus, and uh, I'm an alcoholic. It's very, uh, very interesting. This is Cannon. Was your dad... As you guys are talking about this, Phil comes walking down. Speaking of the devil, no pun intended. Okay, so I come down the stairs, mm-hmm. and I walk up to Saul, put my hand on his shoulder, and I go, Hey, buddy, sorry for being so rude last night. Uh, I was just really tired from the battle. And then I sit down and just go to eating. Just stuffing your face with food. Yeah. Saul would have removed his hand from his shoulder halfway through that. I put it back on his shoulder. <laughs> he puts it back on the table. Ex- excuse me, Phil. You don't have to apologize. I will. Put I want to the- lean for a hug. <laughs> I will put the cigar out on your face if you don't stop trying to touch me. Okay, I'm done. And I go sit down. <laughs> Can I eat some food? Yeah, you're all eating yeah, it. I'm assuming that from the moment you sit down, you're just eating I'm eating spread. all the cheese. Okay. Dude, I mean, it's your life. I'm loving this cheese. What a breakfast. Uh, you And meat. Cheese and meat. Yeah, you have your fill. Uh, there are, you have your fill. He's with you now. And, uh, <laughs> Hello. So many puns today. <laughs> Everything is delicious. And pretty soon you've all eaten all that you can. Um, Jill's going to want to get up and kind of say, I'll be right back. Okay. And she's going to just scan the room for someone that might have a lot of money. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, okay. Roll me a perception check. Let's do that. Wow, she's taking the thieving stuff very seriously. <laughs> Here it goes. Saul is completely oblivious to this, by the way. So am I. I am completely obliv- oblivious to this. What'd you roll? I rolled a 14. So that's an 18. Uh, Yeah, you see that there are a number of people around the room that look to be of the wealthier fare. Okay, I'm going to walk up to one of them. Okay. And just, like, 
kind of put on my sad face. Oh my goodness. Yes. I might have to take, I might have to take my headphones yeah. off. Oh, I happening? can't do this. <laughs> wow. Am I talking to a woman or a man? We'll say this is a man. Actually, there's a man and a woman sitting there. Excuse me, sir. Um, oh. I had a really rough night last night. Oh. My brother almost died. Oh my goodness. And I'm trying not to show my weakness to him. Okay. And so, can I just have a hug? And then I'm going to go in to hug him. Oh, uh, he just kind of glances at his wife. Um, roll me a, let's go with persuasion. Roll me a persuasion. Oh, goodness. Because nothing that you said is untrue, so. Um, it's a plus 10, so that makes it a 27. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so he kind of looks nervously at his wife, and she just kind of gives him like a little wave, and I'm like, yeah, like, hug the girl. Look, she's clearly distraught. And uh, you, he gives you a little hug and a pat on the shoulder, and he's okay. like, hey, "That's it's it's all right. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your 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 family. Yeah, that's that sure is tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. When yeah. I'm hugging him, I'm gonna try to get his wallet. <laughs> okay. Oh Roll my gosh. <laughs> Roll me another one. Oh no. Oh my sweet lord. <laughs> oh, what was that? <laughs> that's a 19 of, on the of, dice. Sleight of hand. That's a 19 on the dice. And Plus you, 11. <laughs> Oh my god! That's a 30. That's evil. That is so messed up, I've Abby. been thinking of this since we stopped recording last time. Oh my gosh, you my take sister his, is a devil. You take his money, you take his wallet. It's gone. Saul would be proud. It's, it's, it's in your hand and into your pocket, and no one is the wiser. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm assuming you just you kind of pull back from the hug. Yeah, and just thank you, sir. I really needed that. It oh, really yeah, helped. Sure, sure, yeah. And then um, I'm going to walk back to our table. You hear the wife as you're walking away say, Wow, what a sweet girl. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, you go back to the table. Um, Saul, Jill's back. Everyone's back. You're all done with breakfast. What do you do? Jill, where did you go? Oh, sorry. I want to hold my hand out to like towards Jill. Mm hmm. Like, like, give me some, please. Later, not in front of Bill. Fine, whatever. What are y'all talking about? Oh, we're just talking about how good this food is. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is great. I, I like the food. It, oh, man, it's just this place is so great. Is it normal to go and hug strangers? You weren't supposed to see that. I was really sad and didn't want to show. Why did you go hug that person, Jill? Well, I mean, I didn't want to show it, Bill, but you almost died. Aww. And I was really sad. Well, it's okay. I'll always be here to protect you. And Bill mm-hmm. stands up and gives Jill a hug. I'm going to hug him back. But anyway, guys, we probably should, since all of our um, horses took a fall last night, we should really go find a stable somewhere. See if we can get us some horses so we can continue on. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go look for the stables. Okay. Uh, quick reminder. I, mean, I know that we... Uh, that you probably remember, but you guys found out, specifically Phil and Saul, you found out last night that Nordentown is known throughout all of Monumi as like the number one city that breeds and raises horses. That's right. They supply horses for the military in Barlins Pass, everywhere in the world. And there is a ranch just to the south side of the walls of the city, and it is called, the, I mean, it's just simply called the Nordentown Ranch. And you guys, uh, I believe Galinda told you all last night that you could easily procure some horses there she also mentioned you know the other stuff about how some horses had been going missing lately and you know that the town had increased its uh you know its guard and that's why the gate was shut stuff like that bill i think that is an excellent idea all right let's go yeah let's go um i don't know 
I guess we should look around for it, or maybe we could probably ask uh, where the actual ranch is, or where they keep the horses. Is Galinda anywhere nearby? Yeah, she's in the room. Okay. Uh, can I, like, call her over? Signal for her? Yes. Sure. Hold on one second. Oh, my gosh. You're rolling a save to see if oh, I can talk okay. to her today? He's, I'm good. Okay. He's did well. You kind of controlling himself. You raise your hand and signal for Galinda. She sees you all over there, and she finishes talking to one of the customers she's dealing with, and she makes her way over to the four of you. Oh, good morning. Good morning. I'm glad to see that you're all doing quite well. Did you sleep well last night? Yes, I slept like a rock. That oh, was great. Good, good, good. How was breakfast? Oh, it was great. Wonderful. Excellent, excellent. I see you got some of our cheese. Yes. It, this is the most amazing cheese I've ever had. Yeah, we actually make that one here in the house. Yeah, it's my our own goodness. cheese. Yep, my uh, grandma's recipe. It's good stuff, isn't it? It's wonderful. So what can I do for you? Well, we were actually we were going to see about getting on our way, but we you know, lost our horses last night. Is there any way we can get oh, more? Oh, sure, sure, where? sure. Yeah, I was talking to, uh, is it, uh, let's see, it. Set, set, uh, set Saris, right? Yes, that is me. Well, we're curious if you can point us towards the best horses. We'd like to buy some. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the ranch outside the city, they've got the best horses in all the lands. Uh, they're not the cheapest, but they're definitely the best. You know, so I'm, I'm, we leave out the gate and we go which way? North, south? Well, take a right. Sure, it's it's to the south side of the city. You can't miss it. It's a it's a giant ranch. I know you all came in from the. He starts walking away. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we, we Thank came you, in from the what? I was continuing the oh. conversation. <laughs> um, sure, sure. Uh, not rude. Oh, uh, well, it's okay. It's all right. Thank uh, thank you all for staying. Hope that uh, hope you don't have any more trouble and uh, keep an eye out for those horse thieves. Wait, what? Well, you said they were trying to steal your horses last night, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was confused. No, it's like, horse thieves? He's always confused. <laughs> <laughs> so do you all follow Saul out the front door? Yep. Yes. Yeah. And start walking towards this horse farm. Okay, you all walk out, and it's a sort of dreary kind of day. It doesn't look like it's been raining, but it looks like it could start raining at any minute. Like I said, it's not cold, but with the clouds hanging low, the sun sort of blocked, and with the wind blowing, it's cool feeling. You know what I mean? Uh, abnormally cool for this time of year. I'm going to take a blanket out of my knapsack and put it over Jill's shoulders. Get that off of me. And Jill, you're going to catch a cold. <laughs> she pulls up her cloak. I have a cloak and my hood. Fine, then. I put my blanket back in my knapsack. Wow. Uh, you all see the city. It is, I mean, it, you know, now that you're getting a look at it, it sort of has that kind of medieval horse town sort of feel to it, you know. The uh, the roads are mostly brick that you're seeing. Looks like that they're good for travel by horse. There, You see a lot of people moving to and fro, a lot of carts going up and down the street. It's a very busy sort of time. Like I said, it seems like everyone in Norton Town is up with the sun. And, I mean, it's maybe 30 minutes after dawn now. Wisconsin. Uh, you, see the, <laughs> you see the road that you all came in, the path uh, leading a little bit toward the east, which would take you all back toward the front gate where you came in. Is that where we need to go? I thought she said we need to go to the south. Yeah, you, she said you need to go outside the outside, outside the, the gate, gate and take a right, and then take a right, go around to the south side All of the city. Right. Yeah, Saul's Saul's basically just direct pathing it, like he's just moving on. Okay, do you go outside the gates? Yep. 
Okay, so you go outside the gate and you start making your way around the southern side of the town. Like I said, it's not raining, but as you guys walk, you can see off in the distance what looks like rain moving in this direction. And you've got a little bit of a walk ahead of you. I mean, you're basically walking around the southern uh, part of the circumference of this city, Nordentown. So, I mean, it's probably at least a 20-minute walk, maybe more, from where you were before you really get a good look at this ranch. And as you do come up on it, you see fences. There are lots of fences put up. Eventually, the road that you're walking on actually cuts in between the fences, and there's fences on both sides. And it looks like grazing pasture for horses and things. Not long you see a few running by. It is a very, very large, uh, nice-looking horse farm. And far up ahead, you can see a number of these very large barns. I mean, this is a big operation. You know what I mean? You can tell that they're not sending out 10 or 20 horses. They're sending them out by the dozens regularly. So there uh, are tons and tons of horses, that you, all the types that you can imagine, different colors, different sizes, anything that you might could think of. And after a time, you do come to a sort of gate. It's like a wooden gate painted red, and uh, on, there's a sign on it, a big sign that says Nordentown Ranch. Cool. It's latched, but it's not locked. You just pull the latch up and you walk on in. And it's not long after you walk in that someone uh, approaches you. A dwarven man comes walking forward. He's got his beard tied into his belt around his waist. It's sort of like tucked in, you know what I mean? And it's kind of poofing out in front of him. And he says, ah, welcome, welcome to the ranch. Uh, how can I help you today? Hello. We were looking to procure some horses. Ah, should have guessed, right? Yes. Seeing as this is a uh, horse ranch and that's what we do here. Uh, what sort of horses are you looking for? Battle horses, war horses, uh, big oh. strong horses, uh, fast horses. The best f- for traveling. We're not necessarily looking for a race, but something that'll be good in the woods for an extended amount of time. Also, Bill, be careful with speaking first. No one appointed you captain. And he's like giving him the don't be a dirt face. <laughs> This yeah. uh, this dwarf he- Saul's such a jerk. <laughs> it's okay because Bill has no idea. He honestly just well, I'll try to be the best, but I I do like talking to people. I can't help it. The dwarf that has come up uh, to talk to you all, he's just kind of sent. He looks like he's probably middle aged, you know, not a very old or dwarf. He just kind of looks back and forth between the two of you, and he's like. Seems like maybe you've got some issues you need to work out. Are we uh, are we good now? Anyway, peasant, it's pretty simple. We're here to buy your best horses. You look a lot like Phil, and he looks at Phil and looks at Excuse the dwarf. That? Hold, hold uh, on. Jill's just going to look at Saul, just kind of like, it's okay, Saul. It's like, maybe calm down a little bit. He catches her eye, and he's like, what? Did I do something? Maybe it's best if I do talk. <laughs> Sorry, sir, my friend here is very rude. But we're just here to get some horses. We're traveling to Fallen Grove, and uh, we just kind of need four. Sorry for his rudeness, by the way. Well, uh, yeah. I'm not sure about being called a peasant right here at my own place of work, but are you some sort of prince or royalty? I don't see any red carpet being rolled out for you, tiefling. He uh, raises his eyebrows, looks at Jill, drops his eyebrows. Uh, uh, yes, uh, I am Saurus, Prince of the Nine Hells. Forgive me, I'm not accustomed to your customs. He's had his chest a little puffed up, but he, he kind of deflates a little. He says, 
Sure, I understand that. You know, being in a new place, it was a bit different for me coming here. I don't know if you noticed, but the people here in Northern Town are so friendly. For me, honest, sometimes it's a little refreshing to have someone just get in your face. You know what I mean? Exactly. Isn't it weird? Just get serious with you for a moment. Earlier, someone, Jill here, walked up and hugged a stranger. Who does that? This city, sometimes I'm telling you, I just don't know what to do with myself. But anyhow, sure, I I can help you with some horses. Um, Here, uh, see, typically I could just help you myself. Uh, I actually head up uh, sales here. Uh, I'm a salesman. If you might, sales dwarf, rather. Uh, but but uh, we've had a little bit of trouble lately, you know, horses going missing. Uh, some Trouble, you say? Yeah, a little ugly business here. Um, ugly business? Yeah, you know, some strange creatures. Uh, I've what heard kind about, of strange creatures? Well, I heard last night someone was attacked outside the city by these strange creatures. It's It's been talked about all over the that city. That was us. Oh, that was the four of you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, what sort of creatures were they? Were they dragons? I heard they were dragons. Like full-sized. They're lizard bats. So monsters. Been- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So they've been attacking your horses. Oh, I don't know about that. I was, well, you know, perhaps they're connected. I don't know. We've had some horses go missing. And, Do you know where? Um, Here. I meant like it's a big place. Out in the pastures, or, like, are they going missing from the stalls or the stables or what? Uh, roll me a persuasion check. Cool, cool, cool. It's an 11. Ooh. So that's a 16? Yeah. Well, you know, if I'm being honest, uh, my my manager, he told me not to really talk about it so much, but I'll tell you one thing. He, he kind of leans in close to you, Bill, and he says, so, uh couple of weeks back now, we actually had one of our workers, a friend of mine, a, a fellow dwarf, you know, uh, his name's Berman. He was out checking the horses, putting out some hay, and he heard a strange sound, you know, like a horse in distress. And he went over by the big barn over there. He says, pointing to one uh, off, way off to the left. He said he came upon a strange sight. Was it what? 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 Well, he says he saw... Well, it was dark, you know, and if I'm being honest, Berman, he likes to get his drink on, you know, a little bit too much. Maybe even some at work, but... And I understand that my brother, Phil, he, he struggles with the drink. <laughs> Phil's dead in there. Yeah, uh, anyways, like, any way you could show me where Berman is? Sounds like a guy I want to meet. <laughs> well, you know, one dwarf to another, he says, talking to Phil. Uh, a dwarf. We can handle our drink. Dwarf? What do you mean? What? Um, uh, no, no, he's a halfling. Um, a halfling. Yes, yes, sir. Please, Bill he's a halfling. In. Just, just roll with it. It'll be all right. I promise. All I know right. it's weird. I know it's really weird. All just, right, it's best to roll with it. I want to look at Jill and be like, "What's a dwarf? Is is that what he is?" <laughs> oh my gosh, for real? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's a lot of family uh, issues. It's, it's anyhow, um, sure, yeah, whatever. I don't really care if I'm being honest. Uh, anyhow, Berman, he came upon the site. He said he saw like what looked like a man or some a, a person bent over a horse, eating it. Mm, yum. <laughs> that sounds so evil. Raw, just. Right there, just like guts and just horse meat. Did this, he at least use seasoning? No, it was just... Sicko. This can't stand. Gosh. I can't... 
We can't leave. Well, we have to. This has to be stopped. Oh my gosh. This is this is too much. Is there any way that we can help? Saul, you got this one. Butter, I'm sure they have people on it. Like, they have people here. It's pretty simple, everyone. We're going to get horses. We're going to travel north and nose around a little bit and see maybe where the lizard monsters came from. All of that's after we go to the Temple of Paylor. Horses, temple, woods. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have someone looking into it. Um, the Waldegraves at least probably do. I mean, they own the ranch, so... Well, I guess you could say like the boss of the ranch, the um, my my boss. He uh, his name's Chase Waldegrave. He talked to Berman after he was really shook up. Berman was. We haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. He gave him some time off, some leave, and told him to go. You know, like gather himself. I reckon it freaked him out pretty good. What he's whatever he saw. I haven't seen him or talked to him since. Uh, he's been kind of locked up. Uh, last I heard, he hasn't been seen anywhere but home and the watering hole. It's a little pub he likes to frequent over on the north side of town. Uh, anyhow, the Waldegraves kind of keep things in check, if you will, around here. So they probably got someone looking into it. Where is their house? Oh, the, the Waldegrave Manor? Oh, that's it right there. And he points toward the city. And you guys can see from where you're standing. I mean, you're just inside the gates of this giant ranch. You see there's a large expanse of field now to the north between you and the walls of the city. But the fence goes up to the wall. So the wall makes up the fence on the north side of the ranch. In the center of it, there is a very large gate, like two big swinging doors. They look like they're made of wood and metal, very heavily fortified, like no one could get in or out without it, you know, a lot of difficulty unless it was open for them. And on the other side of the wall of the city, you can see coming up over the battlements some sort of a majestic house. It looks like a, like a castle slash manor, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the Waldegrave Manor. I know exactly what we're going to do then. Oh? So, horses. Sure, yes. Uh, we can, yeah, I can get that for you. Uh, just standard run-of-the-mill, like, uh, you know, traveling horses. Are you going to be pulling a wagon or just each of you individually have your own horse? Each of uh, us individually. Yeah, individually horses. Okay, so no cart, anything like that? No cart. Mm. And actually, seeing the affinity of the creatures with the uh, horses, we'll take a... You know, not a top-the-line, we'll call it a baggage horse, just an extra. Okay, so you want five horses, then? Five horses. One fit for a prince, and three fit for halflings slash dwarf people. Right, right, right. Yeah, sure. Oh, and one beast of burden. Correct. Sure. Uh, let me get with our guys, and... Uh, if you'd all like to just wait here, I'll go see what I can do. Okay. Thanks, sir. He goes off to uh, to procure you all some horses. Anybody else noticed how it doesn't matter what characters we play? My character and Jeremy's character always have to be in conflict in some way. Never. <laughs> no. It, it's literally, we can never be friends <laughs> in game. That's true. It's but so garbage. But if we're being honest, Saul's not friends with many people. So. Yeah, but that's, it's still. I mean, me and Saul are best friends, so. I'm his only friend. <laughs> we should play a uh, sibling sometime. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. That would be horrible. Can we adopt Saul? <laughs> <laughs> you all stand there and just wait? Yep. 
I guys, I don't I don't feel right about this. I honestly think we should do something about this. These poor people. And all these horses that have been murdered. For what reason? To eat him? I mean, he didn't even cook them. Bill. This is absolutely disgusting. We're going to the Walter Graves to see if it's handled. Okay. I'm just saying that Paylor would never stand for this. In any ways better, we've already talked about this. We have our own mission. We can't just leave it. We have to keep going. A mission with a timestamp. <sighs> I want to look at Jelly and be like, why did that guy call me a dwarf? Can't he see I'm a halfling? I think something's messed up with him, but don't tell him, because that would be rude. Gosh. But I really do. <laughs> Somebody get that guy a spectacle. Goodness. A spectacle. Just one. Yeah, just, <laughs> Please, his just his right a... eye is the only yeah, one just, messed just up. Just like an awesome scene of something really cool. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> a few moments later, he comes walking back. Uh, I've got exactly what you need. They're bringing it around right now for you. I've got one full-size horse for you, sir, and then three smaller ones for you three, and then one uh, to carry all of your goods along with you. Please tell me that mine is a Shetland pony. <laughs> so will you be paying for this in, in gold? Yes, of course. And Saul mounts I up. jump on and run. No, Saul mounts up and says, Jilly, pay the man, and rides off. <laughs> <laughs> so I pull well, out my gold uh -huh. let's and see, pay the man. Let's see. Hold on a second. Look, so you're, in terms of your actual character sheet, it probably doesn't show that you have that much gold, but you guys have actually been equipped with gold from the Temple of Paylor. Okay, to cool. pay for this journey, uh, specifically for things like this. You don't so have. So we have a company credit card. Uh, kind of. You don't have unlimited gold, obviously, but for what you're dealing with here, since you're buying four horses, I'm going to say that it's they're going to cost you. I'm going to say fifty gold. You're buying five horses. Yeah. He cuts you a deal for 50 gold. So Sweet. You pay the man 50 gold. Yeah. I'll take honestly, care of I honestly thought I was the one handling the money. Oh, you got you want, I'm, I'm, you have the I'm money? a paladin of Paylor. Okay, well so I mean, it's, it's probably it probably may, it probably does make sense that he would have the temple's money. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Unless you want to pay out of your own. So then when Saul leaves, mm -hmm. I just say, Okay, better, you got this. And, rides off. and then you hop on your horse and ride <laughs> off. <Yeah. laughs> Butter, do you turn to Phil? You got this, Phil. I hop on your horse and run off. Well, I actually, I turn to the dwarf who mm -hmm. did not give me his name. Yeah. Uh, and I say, thank you, sir, for these fine horses. Sure, and I sure. And yeah. to count out the 50. Oh, excellent. Yes. Uh, it's a pleasure doing business with you. Yes, sir. Um, we're, Do you have any more information about uh, that? Because I honestly... Um, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm afraid I would, that I, I would really like to investigate this. I honestly, uh, it sounds like your friend wants to go to the Walder Graves. Uh, yeah, maybe they can tell you something. To be honest, I, I don't want to lose my job. You know, I talking understand. When I, I understand. Yeah, you know. But you, sir, you have a fine day, and pay Lord bless you. Oh, and I uh, begin to get up on my horse. Yeah, uh, Dervetter, go with you. Ah, uh, yes. And he turns around and walks back. Okay, so you all head back down the road and up toward the city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On my Shetland pony. Okay, you. <laughs> little Sebastian. That's his name. Yes. Little Sebastian. By the way, Jill took the extra horse and attached it to her horse. Okay. When she rode. All right. Uh, sounds good. So the four of you head out along the road, around back out from the ranch. You make your way back north. You go in through the gate of the city. Okay. Which way do you go? I believe Saul. 
well, Saul, you said we should head towards the Waldegraves, correct? We'll go to the Waldegraves, yes. All right, let us ride then. Come on, little Sebastian. Oh my gosh. I kind of give him a gentle kick, <laughs> and we begin to trot off towards the wall. Uh, it's going to stick. That's it. That's the name right there. Your 5,000 candles, candles in the wind. Anyhow, so you all make your way. Um, you don't know the way to the Waldegrave Manor, and there aren't signs. <laughs> but it's huge. So every time you t- make a turn or you head around too far, it, you don't have to go very far before you can see it up above you. You know what I'm saying? You can see it's it's a very large manor, you know, multiple stories high. Like I said, it's like a castle. It's got towers and everything. So you all make your way around there. I'll tell you what, just go ahead. Who's leading? Saw you leading the way? Yep. There's no like streetwise in fifth edition, so let's just call it a general wisdom or survival. I don't think either one's probably better for you. Nope, don't think so. We're going with wisdom. Well, I rolled a seven. Okay. And my modifier, I have nothing to survival and nothing mm-hmm. to wisdom. Wisdom. Yep, nothing. So. Okay, that's fine. I mean, you don't get lost. You're just not taking the quickest path there. Because it's like I said, you can see it, but had you, you know, asked someone for directions or been a little more wise, you probably could have found it a little quicker. So it takes you a little while. Yeah, Saul wouldn't have asked for directions. Yeah, I didn't think so. You all eventually make your way around. You make your way around. You make your way around. You took a wrong turn. You turn around. You go back. Finally, you come upon you know, like a gate. Okay. And there is a large crest over these gates. It is the symbol of a horse with a sun behind it. Not the son of Pelor, just like a, you know, it's very distinctly not the son of Pelor, not the six-pointed star-like symbol. It's just like a fiery-looking sun, like a golden sun behind a horse, like a majestic-looking horse, and that's the crest. And it is right in the middle of these two large metal gates, and the gates are latched together. Um, Saul sees if it's unlocked. It is not unlocked. Saul rats his knuckles on the gate. There is a, like a pathway, a driveway, leading through a very large, beautiful green lawn right in the middle of this city. Heading up a little hill in the castle, the manor is up on the top of that hill. There's no one like close by that you can see. I use thaumaturgy to make my voice loud. Okay. And call out, Hell House Waldegrave. Satsaris of the Nine Hells is at your gates. Answer. Roll me a performance check. Wow. That's a 14 on the dice. My performance is a plus three, so a 17. Okay, so you do that and... Just a few moments later, you see someone off on the left side. You see them like come over the hill and you know kind of hold their hand up to their eyes and look down that way. And then you see them pop back over the hill. And after a couple of moments, you hear the sound of hooves as someone's riding a horse across this big yard towards you. At least they answer. <laughs> yes. They finally get up to you. And uh, now that they're close, you can see it's actually not a horse. It's a pony. And uh, it's a gnome. This gnome parks his pony, hops off, stumbles over his way 
to the gate. He, you guys can see he looks like an older looking gnome. He's got gray hair. His ears are huge. His nose huge. is insanely big. It's like, it's like hanging down past his chin. And he's like, hello, can I help you? Perhaps you can. I am Sorus. I'm looking for the leader of this establishment, this home, oh. the head of the Waldegrave family. Uh, looking for the Master Waldegraves. Probably not here right now. But I could. Uh, the daughter might be home. What sort of business do you have? We need to know what the Waldegraves are doing about the threat the lizard creatures that have been attacking the livestock in the area and us. My goodness, lizard creatures. Old Bean doesn't know nothing about no lizard creatures. How about you unlock this gate? I really need to go speak to someone so I can move on. <laughs> Old Bean don't know if he ought to unlock this gate for you either, sir. Not sure. Listen, you? Dobby, you need to open the gate. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, roll me a persuasion check or whatever you want. You want to intimidate him, persuade him? I think Saul's trying to intimidate him. Okay, roll me an intimidation check. What is that voice that you're doing? I don't know what it is. Because it sounds so familiar. <laughs> it's weird. So five know. on the dice only, so it's just an 11. Okay, well, he's going to roll against you. Okay, I think you got him. Yeah, you do. You got him. Nice. You don't terrify the man, but he just he sees how serious you are about it and he thinks I'm too old for this crap. So he just he's like, "All right, I'll unlock the door and let you in. Uh, you just follow old Bean." He's unlocking the door and uh well, he goes to unlock the door. He pulls a large ring of keys from his waist, very large, and uh it's sort of that ridiculous moment that you've seen in many films where he is slowly making his way through every key, trying to find the Saul one. Saul smokes an entire cigar. <laughs> <laughs> and then he finally gets it, and he's like, oh, yeah, that was this one. I thought it probably was. Here, follow me up here, and uh, we'll see if who's at home. That's probably someone you could talk to. I've got to get back to my cabbages. <laughs> his cabbages. And he hops on his pony, which, by the way, looks probably as old as he is, and begins making his way up the road toward the Manor Waldegrave. This place is majestic. It's huge. It's a little intimidating, honestly, to all of you except for Saul. No doubt, Saul, you have seen castles that would dwarf this one in the Nine Hells, but the three of you have never seen anything like this. I mean, the biggest and most, quote, majestic buildings in Branshaw are those of the court, right? The beautiful uh, Temple of Pelor, the first house, and stuff like that. But this is like, I don't know, five, six stories high. You know, there are towers on both sides of this gigantic gray stone castle, but it also, it looks fancy. It looks expensive. Maybe it's because of the dreariness of the day mixed with the fact that it's starting to rain lightly now. It's just kind of a dreary sort of drizzle. But the house looks... It could be a thing. Sad. Looks a little... You wouldn't want to walk up here at night. It's creepy looking. Hmm. Bean makes his way over to the door. He reaches up. He, he has a little trouble getting a hand on the knocker. But he knocks on the door three times, and then he opens the door and steps in. Come on in out of the rain. Thank you, good sir. Mm. Are the rest of you coming in also? 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was a little creeped out <laughs> of this house. It just kind of looks a little. Uh, you'll different. be all right. It's not going to bite you. I don't reckon. Hope not. I step in the door constantly, like checking over my shoulders. You step in, uh, and it's what you would imagine. Thick, carpeted runners heading down the middle of this beautifully decorated home. Uh, there's a lot of candelabras, golden or chandeliers. You know, there seems to be this whole horse motif in a lot of the, like the statuettes and things that you see. There is a large spiraling staircase right in the center that you see. There's actually two sides of it, and they cross over one another, one going to the east, one going to the west. You know, I'd say east and west, probably not actually do east and west, uh, but it might be. You never know. And uh, it's just kind of open and quiet. Bean stands there for a minute. He looks at the four of you and he says, hello, anybody here? Hmm. No one responds. Dun, dun, dun. Hello, anybody here? And no one responds. But this time you notice it's getting a little quieter. It's like he's loose and you know he's running out of gas. How about how about I help you? Uh Hello? Anyone here? All right. You yell out a little more loudly. And you don't hear a voice call out, but you do hear uh what sounds like something moving. Something someone moving around or shuffling around somewhere off in the house up above you. Hmm. That'll probably do it. Oh boy. I'm gonna go back. Out to my cabbages. He turns around and goes back out the door, and he closes the door behind him with a boom. And Dracula drops from the ceiling. I'm just kidding. A few moments pass, an extended moment passes, and you all hear footsteps. And uh, coming down the stairs is a woman. She looks like she's probably in her 30s, a human woman, I should say. Uh, long black hair down to about her waist. She's dressed in what look like fancy riding clothes. You know what I'm saying? She's got the poofy kind of blouse on and the like the thick material pants that you would wear for riding, you know, to protect your, your legs and all that stuff. And she says, Oh, well, hello. Welcome. Um, I'm sorry. Did, uh, did we have an appointment or something? Greetings, lady of the house. You are, you should, he like looks at Jill, looks at the lady, looks at Jill, looks at the lady. Mm-hmm. I am Satsaurus of the Nine Hells. Who who do I have the pleasure of addressing? I am Marlene Waldegrave. I'm the oldest daughter of the House Waldegrave. Um, you said your name is Satsaurus? Satsaurus, yes. That is an exotic name. Of the Nine Hells, yes. I am First General... Of Serastus, Prince of the Burning Circle. It's a long list. However, that's not important. What's important is what is happening here. We were told that perhaps your family is doing something about the threat. The threat? Yes, the threat. The lizard creatures that everyone's talking about took the horses, attacking the city, attacked us in particular. Oh, goodness. Oh, were you for the ones that were attacked outside the city last night? Yes. I was stabbed multiple times. She's made her way all the way down the stairs and up, you know, closer to you all now standing. She's, oh, please, please, um, would you like to have a seat? 
Perhaps we could discuss this for a moment a bit further. And she, she motions to like some comfy chairs off to a room to your right. It's like a big, looks like it's basically just a sitting room. High back chairs. Um, yes, that would be nice. And then I yep. can sit down. We go in there. I don't mind sitting. Yes. I like comfy chairs. You go in and you sit down. She walks over. She has a seat and she reaches over on her table. She rings a little bell. Within a few moments, someone comes walking in, um, another gnome. A younger female gnome. She comes walking in and she sits a tray down with like some little crackers, cookies, and tea. She's pouring herself a glass of tea. Would you all like some tea? I would love some tea. She offers you all a a cup of tea. Now, you must tell me, what sort of creatures were these that attacked you last night outside the city? Aliens. It's a terrible, (laughs) terrible name, but they're lizard and batish. Oh, I see. Some of them might have been a a lizard-type man at one point, or a horse that was more lizard than horse. Oh, goodness. Reptilian. Not necessarily a dragon, but drakeish. Oh, like a drake, yes. And nothing I've seen, even in the Nine Hells, yes. Um, But have you sent a party to investigate? Is there any action by your family? Oh, well, I don't suppose I see how this directly involves my family. It doesn't, but the people here in the city seem to expect that you'll do something, so are you? Mm. The, the reason we ask is because, if not, we would like to help. I see, so you've come looking for work. Mm. <laughs> I've dug myself a hole and I cannot get out. Um, I don't think we really want work. My brother's just a little paranoid and wanted to make sure you guys were okay. There is evil in this world that needs to be stopped. <laughs> like I said, And paranoid. I have taken the oath of Paylor oh. to be a, a paladin for Paylor. Goodness and thus me. doing so, I have decided to use my life... To destroy that evil that betwixes us in this Betw- world. <laughs> I messed that us. up. It betwixes us. <laughs> what's, the, what's the word, please? Is it the left twigs or the <laughs> right twigs? <laughs> oh my gosh, is it the left? Leave it. Leave it. I messed it up. It's um, too late. I'm not sure. But... <laughs> Saul thumps his uh, tail on the floor and, and asks, No, we're not looking for work. We're looking to see if you're doing anything about it or not. I, well, it only happened last night. I don't, I don't know anything currently that's being done. We have been looking into some other issues recently, uh, so I don't, I don't really know anything about any lizard creatures. We have, we, you may know that we are the owners and in charge of the ranch and the horse racing here in Norden Town and all of those things. So our hands are a bit full. Uh, we've had some horses go missing and things. We've been looking into that. You have. That's exactly what we're talking about. They killed our horses first, like they were interested in them. Oh, really? Yes. You think that these strange creatures are also what are responsible for the... Perhaps. Hmm. Well, that does change things. Well, we do have a few uh, of our own... Shall we call them agents, perhaps? I don't know. That sounds very dramatic. But we do have a few people looking into the horses that have gone missing, trying to find them, some sign of them. Would you all be interested in doing some work? No, not really. Yes. No. 
how uh dm question how long is it until the equinox whenever i need to be in fallen grove you still got a couple months i mean you're looking at roughly a three-month period right between each one right from the solstice to the to the fall equinox okay so saul's not panicking to be on the road this morning you're not in a panic type situation you don't want to be here for two weeks you know what I mean? Yep. But Saul would probably feel comfortable taking a day or two, especially after the uh, events of the night before, the conversation. My lady, we would be interested in pay, significant pay, and lodging, and supplies, and we will definitely look into this. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. I can offer you all lodging. We can put you up in town. How about, say... The tall stall. They're quite friendly over there. I believe that their accommodations are quite nice as well. I haven't been myself in quite some time. But I do believe that they should meet all of your needs and we will cover your stay, your food and meals, obviously. Food and meals, like those are two separate things. Goodness, get yourself together, Marlene. They'll take care of all your needs over there. Of course, we will pay you handsomely. How's... I'll tell you what, if you can tell us, if you can discover for us where these things are, then we will give you 15 gold pieces each. If you can capture one... Or perhaps uh, your best horse. You would like for us to pay you in horses. <laughs> Maybe. Mm, yes, I could do possibly do that. What I was going to say was, I will base your reward on exactly what it is you can do for me. If you can find out what's happening and tell us where to find the horses, we'll give you 15 gold each. If you can bring us back the head of whatever person or beast has harmed our horses, I'll give you 25 gold each. But if you can bring me back one alive, one of these dragon lizard monsters, I'll give you 50 gold each. What about a date? <laughs> you say that? No, I don't want to, but okay. I want to because I feel like Bill would. Okay. I don't want to, though. Okay, <laughs> I don't. don't. <laughs> How does that sound? I like your offer. Bill doesn't say anything. We'll leave today. Okay. Bill's got a super red face. That's it. I suggest that you start with Have you been to the stables? Have you been to the ranch? Yes, we have. We purchased horses from you earlier today. Oh, well, excellent. Well, I ask because I've heard that my brother Chase dealt with uh, an employee, a disgruntled employee down there who had allegedly seen something ooh, eerie, perhaps a creature devouring one of our horses. I don't know all the details, but I was going to say maybe that they could point you in the right direction. Maybe this uh, employee is back at work. You could speak with him. That sounds like a great idea to me. Saul stands up. Lots of cigar. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, tell Sir James I said hello. <laughs> I'm confusion. James Waldegrave was Sir Vance's godfather. Oh. Dude, that just hit me. Mm -hmm. I was unaware. It's been a pleasure talking to you. She walks you all to the front door and uh, pausing with her hand on the handle, she turns to you, Saul, and she says, here, take this. And she reaches up onto the breast of her shirt and she pulls off a like a pin on her lapel. And it is a little circular pin. Oh, man. Uh, 
just like the uh, that was on, yeah, the, just like her family crest that was on the front of the gates. And she hands it to you. She says, "Just simply present this to uh, the innkeeper there at the tall stall, inform her of our situation, and they will send us a bill." Thank you. Pleasure is all mine. Hopefully, I'll be hearing from the four of you very soon. Most definitely. Hopefully, we have business of our own, and he checks his horse and takes off. Okay. You all head out the door, uh, make your way back down the road, and off into the city of Norden Town once again. Curious. Curious. I think that's where we're going to stop this week. Thank you all for listening. We hope that you've enjoyed it. wonder what's going on. There's some strange people in Nordentown. Uh, some mysterious figures. Creepy old house. Really old, goofy gnome man. Wisconsin cheese lady. <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> Wisconsin cheese lady. Uh, Wisconsin cheese lady. We shall return next week to the city of Nordentown to see if we can find out what's going on with all these lizard bats. In the meantime, if you're a fan of our show, if you love Make Believe Heroes, then why don't you consider going to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes and becoming a patron of our podcast. We are offering a ton of awesome rewards over there from our $1 tier all the way up to a crazy $50 tier. I know it's insane. Let me clarify something. We're not exactly expecting someone to give us $50 a month, but if you do sign up for that $50 tier for at least one month, then you get that awesome reward of getting to play D&D with us. We actually ran a game for a couple of awesome fans just a couple months ago, and uh, it was an absolute blast. But if you're thinking, eh, 50 bucks is a lot of clams, I'm not really ready to drop that, even though I love your show, we completely understand. Look, if half of our listeners were to go and support us at the $1 a month tier just for that shout out, we would be ecstatic. Of course, if you do sign up for 5 bucks and 10 bucks, there are some amazing rewards like early release Fridays, which we're putting our episodes out on Friday for our patrons at $5 and above instead of the regular Mondays, or uh, the MBH Plays where we put out bonus episodes of us playing other games and other campaigns and things like that that are not essential to the make-believe story, just fun little things we're doing on the side. Uh, stuff like that. Or also, we are doing a uh, an awesome written uh, series called Monomi Unwrapped, where we get into you know more world building and things about the world and creation of Monomi and the different races and the you know secrets of the world, blah blah blah, stuff like that. So if those are things you're interested in, go now to Patreon.com/slash/MakeBelieveHeroes and check them out. Think about becoming a patron. It's a huge, huge help to us. We've already been able to do some amazing things with the support we've gotten from our fans, and uh, you guys are just. You guys are the best. And of course, I have to give a big shout out to our friends at BattleBards.com for letting us use their music, as always. And if you go to BattleBards.com and check out that Prime subscription to try out some of their awesome sound effects and music, using the code Podcast, you can get 15% off of your subscription. Before I go, one last thing. I want to give a huge shout out to a friend of the show, one of our patrons, for supporting us at the make-believe retainer tier in honor of our late dear friend guy huge shout out to patron dale of the underscore a fame thank you so much dale you are our best friend we love you dale and you will live on forever in our hearts i don't know why i said that it sounds like you're dead you're not dead dale is doing great Uh, hey dale Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting us. Here is your shout-out, and if you want to get your shout-out, all you got to do is support us, patreon.com. It's such a huge help. 
Thanks to all of our friends that have done so. And hey, thanks to all of you who take the time out of your day to listen to us nerds play D&D. We love you, and we'll see you next time. Have a great day. We love you. Goodbye. 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 Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.